Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And welcome to The Tim's Take, episode 79. I said that like, wow, 79. <laughs> that does sound... It's crazy we're going to do it all again with a newborn. Are you... Are you signing on for another 79 episodes right now? Is that what no, you're saying? I meant in life. We are going to experience life Oh, I thought from the beginning of I, a baby again. I thought you were making promises to the the listening audience. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have any particular banter for our opening. Should we just dive in? We don't we didn't get any mail this time. <gasps> yeah. Great. Unless how you are, have something. How are you? Oh, like, is this one of those things where I'm going to say I'm fine and then you're going to say, how are you really? Um, yeah, a little scrambled. I just came off. I had a small group tonight that there wasn't youth group, but then youth showed up. So then they were part of the group, which is all well and good. But it was a, a curveball I was not expecting to have to hit. I'm not sure I did hit it, but everyone was safe. So that was good. Are you glad you don't have... Mm, no, I don't want to say it. I can say this with confidence that I am not ready for an eighth grader in my home. <laughs> that was my question yeah, for you. <gasps> I I hope and pray that part of the preparation for that in your home is just getting older and parenting your kid through all the ages. But I mean, I think I did fine. But whew, people are something, right? We're just all something. We're all something. Yeah. So no, no blame. They they were fine. I couldn't have parented a toddler. Well, no, I don't, I'm not claiming to parent a toddler well now, but I think two years ago, I'm glad he didn't come out as a toddler. Yeah, right. <laughs> we need the maturing. We need to bake, so to speak. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you introduce tonight's topic? Well, sure. Tonight's topic comes, we're going to give a little shout out here out of a conversation I was having with Sam Gutierrez, listener to the show and close friend co-author of mine many many different things and he was just saying in a conversation not i didn't solicit feedback on the podcast he wasn't really offering this as feedback but he just kind of said in passing sometimes when i listen to your podcast i'm just like man like parenting's a lot and i thought yeah you're right sam and then just this evening i was looking back at past titles and i just want to read you read you a handful of our recent titles i'm gonna skip some but i'm gonna give you a sampling christmas chaos negotiations what's working and what's not the mental toll of toddlers worsts and worsts sickness time away from kids the physical toll of a toddler doing what you don't want to do for your kids (laughs) A real bucket of laughs. Episode 63. Does parenting make you happy? <laughs> and so I said to you, I think maybe we need to do like a, the joyful side of parenting. Like we need to balance. I don't think we're overly negative, but it is easier to have conversation. I think about the harder things. Like you can potentially have different opinions about how you handled a hard situation, etc., etc. So the fodder for a podcast is more naturally maybe the challenges than the things that go well. But I thought we probably need to do an episode about the things that we just enjoy, kind of complaining free, like 
because there are there are things there are lots of things in fact i don't know how you want to do this do you just want to go kind of one about that sounds great okay let's do that you start i start okay well mine actually flows from oliver crying today because he hurt himself but i had this moment where i'm holding him and he's kind of nestled in a little bit because he's upset and i thought oh there's just a unique softness sweetness to a little head resting on your shoulder and just the trust that's there and it's completely different than like your partner putting their head on your shoulder that's its own kind of sweetness but like there's nothing quite like just that utter trust like melting into you of a little kid i'm like that's just such a sweet moment and oliver he's pretty cuddly i'd say wouldn't he's he's active but he's willing to cuddle cuddling is maybe not the word i would use but he is like he does enjoy physical comfort he okay he okay he can be affectionate and so but he doesn't often like crawl on your lap and like snuggle but anyway it's just it's just so sweet it's like this unique kind of joy and soft moment it happens like also at bedtime like i think we've talked about like the song tender shepherd i'll sing it to him and he often like puts his head on my shoulder for a while we would go out to the garage to get like drinks out of the fridge there or whatever and i <laughs> i was manufacturing this because i would say okay oliver adventure pose and adventure pose was like essentially for him to koala me and then put his head on my shoulder so i could generate it we haven't done adventure pose for a while although he probably still remembers it but yeah it's sweet that's a real joy it is that's a particular like part of this phase that you know won't last forever too i'm thinking when he's 13 he'll still be just (laughs) snuggling in but also his head will be bigger so then it will be far like it'd be radically different there is something about the size of the head i think that matters that's that's all there is to it Uh no no that's not all but it does impact (laughs) impact the experience okay one of mine is in this season of toddler dumb is his vocabulary and his talking both in that you just you just never know what he's gonna say out loud to you like what words he might use and then also witnessing him when he's like conversing with a stranger or like someone you don't talk to super often had this experience he's in a music class right now mm-hmm. and the teacher asked him something about one of his stuffed animals and you kind of never know like is he gonna just clam up and not yep. say anything or like what's he gonna say so he says to her this is gibbs sometimes mm, i cuddle with him when i go to sleep and i'm just like what like that's a full sentence like you yeah. just never know what's gonna pop out of his mouth and then occasionally he says like big words like if he's like playing with something and it's not doing what it, he wants it to, he'll say, this isn't working properly, <laughs> properly. <laughs> like, where did you get that word from? And then <laughs> one more. The other day, he, he loves his stuffed animals, but particularly, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. we will debate. We'll, we will debate all this at some point. But and he, he just looks over at yeah, yeah, and he says, I love Yaya. Yaya is my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, he thinks his, this polar bear is his best friend. I and mean, he is probably, yeah, honestly. Probably. He loves that thing. <laughs> but you just you just never quite know. 
what's coming out of his mouth. Yeah, the language is for sure fun. I just had a combo maybe of the first and second moments. Oliver is almost asleep as we're recording, but kind of woke up and I went in and I'd been gone and wasn't a part of bedtime tonight. So I just went in and he didn't really want anything other than I think someone to check on him. And he just says, oh, Dada, you came home. I said, yeah, I did. And he just says, yay. Oh. And then <laughs> turns over and like goes back to bed. So cute. So cute. <laughs> My next one is the affirmation that Oliver will rarely give. But when he gives it, it's awesome. This morning, he said, Dada, you're a funny man. (laughs) (laughs) I thought a man can live on that kind of comment for a long time. You especially. (laughs) As his language develops, he's able to affirm me. Plenty of times it feels like, like like a great example is last night Rachel was gone, so I was doing bedtime. And he's one of his things lately when one of us is gone is to say, I need the other person. And so I, I, we turned it into a game and I said, okay, repeat after me. I, I need, need Dada. And then he looks at me and he says, I need Mama, <laughs> which he totally needs. So it's both the affirmation, but also the playfulness is pretty, is pretty fun. Yeah. That was one of mine is just seeing his sense of humor come out. Oh Yeah. And the way he cracks himself up. Sometimes he'll, like, tell you a story or a joke. And then he just, like, does this laugh. I I wish I could recreate it. But he just kind of, like, throws his head back. (laughs) And he just gets the biggest kick out of it. It ends with a sigh, usually. Oh, that's that's funny. That's so funny. And Or he'll say, like, I just teasing you, Dada. Or, oh, man. (laughs) He, like, loves to... Yeah, just make little funny comments. And then predominantly in our household, we watch Bluey as his favorite <laughs> show. Yeah, that's true. Like definitely predominantly, and which is great. We love Bluey. I've seen those episodes so many times, but it's it's good television. But it's so funny, like these phrases that he's picked up mm. or like these like sounds or whatever. So he'll just like randomly quote. And I was like, like, what are you talking about? And it's usually from Bluey. <laughs> He'll just say, like, oh, biscuits. <laughs> oh, biscuits. Yeah, that, that one's or, pretty funny. Or, I do. <laughs> and then even, like, yeah, sometimes they'll just be, like, telling a story. And I'm like, oh, that's from Bluey. It's just so funny, like, how much he absorbs it. Always absorbing, yeah. Which does make me glad, like, okay, that's, you know, that's something he likes. Because he could absorb a whole lot of things and be repeating them. So I'll take some Australian lingo from a blue dog. (laughs) For sure. This is a side note, but I was listening to an episode of the Ezra Klein show with, with an author and they were talking about attention span and kids and reading and all that. It was a really good episode. My dad sent it to me, but at one point they talked about Coco melon, which I've never watched it. So I'm not, you know, if there's parents out there who love Coco melon. Okay. But Ezra Klein was talking about the fact that, and when they're making Coco Melon, they'll have like a TV showing that episode and then another screen showing just an adult doing like regular household chores. And if, if at any point the kid's attention turns to the screen with the adult, they'll like make notes and like try to up the oh. ante on that scene. I'm just like, gosh, yikes. That sounds a horrible, like so dystopian. <laughs> anyway, I don't think Bluey's done that way. No, not quite. Another one of mine is that for all the play 
that you don't enjoy doing. Like, for example, there's many things that Oliver wants to play where you just think, we're going to do that again. There is play that is fun, even for an adult. I think of, like, building train tracks. I think we've talked about that before, maybe. Like, I, I like playing with blocks and building things, too. And there are things that you just get to do that never as an adult. So much of it also, I think, that is kind of fun, is, like, physical and tangible and, like, you're building things. And for me, I don't do a ton of that just in my day-to-day, so... There is something that is like, I think, great to kind of get out of my head and into my body in the play that I get to do with him. Also, I think I've probably danced in the last two and a half years more than I have like some total in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pretty confident of that. And I mean, I don't need to make a make a new practice of that, but I, I don't think it's bad for me necessarily. Could loosen you up a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I feel that way. I was thinking today I went to a park with Oliver and just like some of the activities that I get to do with him are just so fun, like mm. and things that I enjoy. But like, yeah, would would not do without him in the season. Like, we get to go to music class and like sit around and sing fun songs and play instruments. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and we get to go to a park and run around in the grass with sticks in our hands and <laughs> climb slides and you know right. all of that is. I think particularly fun and I mean honestly I think really like physically healthy for us too sure oh yeah I was thinking about this just in terms of you know my first pregnancy with Oliver I like I mean I I worked out some in the second trimester but like I just moved way less because I had an office job from eight Mm. to five and then we'd come home and it was just us so we'd watch tv or we you know play games or do whatever we were doing at the time before kids i don't really remember (laughs) (laughs) but like now it's like i don't really have much of an option to like unless i'm feeling like really really bad then you know you can get away with a day or two on the couch but like for the most part you know to kind of run him out of energy and keep him entertained and have something to do you're kind of out all the time and like how much healthier i am for that like I'm running around and chasing him up and down stairs and running across fields back and forth <laughs> and back and forth. And so I do just get a sense that I am like physically healthier. Not that I'm like in the best shape of my life, but like I just like feel like, oh yeah, I like move yeah, that, way more than I used to. That's great. Because of him. Yeah, I love that. Do you have any more? I mean, there's lots of things, but. nothing that's coming to mind in particular maybe i'll just toss out one last one which is he's now at the age where you can kind of have your things with him and by that i mean like the things that mama does with him or that dada does with him like we have the shoulder song which is drew holcomb and the neighbor's song family and one time I put him on my shoulders and we danced together to that song and I jumped up at the hay parts of that song and now he calls it the shoulder song and we'll sometimes ask for it and it's like oh that's the thing like he and I do together and like that there's a unique joy and kind of fun to have those things starting to kind of emerge yeah so oh well that was fun there's lots of positive things yeah hopefully this is reassuring to people who think we're like just <laughs> despairing of being parents there are definitely definitely some joys yeah do you have any other stuff oh 
you know, I feel like we kind of had a bit of a clean slate coming into the new year. So I feel like I'm still kind of getting my footing in terms of like what I'm into right now. Okay. That's fair. But I, I have one that we can make a double endorsement. Okay. That's the mirror visitor quartet. Oh yes. Well, you're not even done with it yet. I know, but I feel like I can endorse it because I read the first two and then I have your word that the next two are still good. They're weird. They're weird. It takes a big shift, but. Well, I'm excited for that. So this is the Mirror Visitor Quartet by Christelle Dabo. It's originally written in French. I'm so glad you said that and, name. And translated into English. But a really good translation job for sure. Hit the, yeah. You don't notice. Yeah. But they are. It's a fantasy series. I don't even quite know how to describe it. Basically, it's sort of. Well, it is post-apocalyptic in that you know that the world has been torn apart, but now there's all these different kind of tribes of people with different magical gifts living on different, they're called arcs, the kind of remaining parts of the world. And it's about one girl and her journey and story as she goes from one arc to another to be married off and everything that happens. And I feel like in describing that, it feels like a particular brand of fantasy but it's not it's not that like i love fantasy i love like fae and fantasy books and i don't know all that kind of world it this is not that it's it's almost got like a little bit of steampunk yeah to it in some ways yeah yeah it's a little hard it's very quirky it is quirky it's like quirky fantasy. I don't even know what It's that a detailed means. kind of complex world uh-huh. that kind of you keep unraveling parts of it, which um, is part of the fun. Very strange relationships. Like you're kind of trying to work them out all the time. and But it's it's lovely. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It surprised me for sure. Yes. I think that's helpful because I think is yeah, you, you're not going to know what to expect behind like every turn. There might be some things you like you guess at. But some of the big picture stuff, I think, is quirky enough and strange enough and different enough. So I've enjoyed halfway through. You've enjoyed the whole thing. That's my other stuff. All right. Well, till next time. Hopefully people feel buoyed up by this episode. I do. That's good. a good reminder. Yeah, Thanks, Sam. <laughs> but sorry. Till next time. I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And that is your Tuesday.